0: On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about taking the official NFC crown from the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram, at Packers Podcast, and Twitter, at Packers Pod. And with that, let's go Pack.
1: Jones, look at that! Aaron Jones, see ya!
0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back. It was two nights before Christmas, and all over the Midwest, everyone watched Vikings and Packers to see who was best. Packers were on the holiday spirit, giving the ball away with the light. Luckily, the Vikings' offense sucks. Couldn't gain a yard with all their might. On Zadarius, on Jones, on Adams, and on King, we're just four wins away from a very big ring. To remind your Minnesota friends and family, as all the food is passed, compared to small-hand cousins, we have the same Monday night wins on the Pack It Up Packers podcast.
2: Hey, over for 9. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is Ryan joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents.
2: Hey, hey, what's man. up? Kings of the North. Feels good. Oh, feels so good.
0: We are officially NFC North champions, which is just crazy to me that we were debating whether we'd get to ten wins and now we're we're already at twelve looking at number one seeds. Just insanity.
1: Yeah, could who have thought we yeah, who would have thought we'd have this opportunity going into the playoffs? I mean Bl- blows my mind what LeFleur has done with this team. Yeah, 13 win seasons are ones you look back
2: on as, you know, all time great regular season mm-hmm. records. So we have the very real chance of uh, 13 and three, which is just crazy to think of.
0: This game, we'll kind of jump right into it. If you would have looked at individual stats at any moment, I would have bet my house on a certain scenario happening. So if you would have said, Rogers, Jones, and Adams give the ball away in the first half. I would have bet it all on the Vikings. Then you find out the Vikings only had about 140 total yards, and then I go, Well, I put all my money on the Packers. Mm-hmm. This is one of those wins that even though it was it was 23 to 10 and we were kind of pooling away in the second half, I never felt like it was out of control. I just felt like we were playing really crappy football on the offensive side. And if we just clean it up, it's a whole different game. But let's talk about this offense. Uh, We tried to pass it to Devontae Adams every single throw. Aaron Jones is just continuing to do Aaron Jones things. It's so fun to watch. Um, And Rodgers, I think that's the thing we texted about the most during the game, is the amount of throws that looked flat, that were behind receivers. He could have been an absolute stud this game if he would have placed the ball about two feet in front of the receiver.
2: Yeah, I felt like this game was... uh great individual efforts we were watching and then on the flip side you also saw just the turnovers killing us right so if you looked at the box score at any point in time the team stats said you know if you you just read the statistics you would have predicted the score was green bay 24 vikings three you know at best the defense was lights out cousins was under 50 percent completion percentage again for the majority of the game he ends up 16 for 31 so you know 51 percent just north of that barrier Uh, but he played terribly in prime time again the the Packers though they in my mind 12 and 3 and we beat a rival in the division I want to talk about what you guys think about the Vikings as a rival still I want to follow up on that but it wasn't a clean football game so while we won we won the title it doesn't necessarily make me feel any better than I already had about the playoff chances of making a run.
1: You know, honestly, I'm not as worried. Uh, I actually feel more confident in our chances of a playoff run after this game. And for, for the only fact is the two things that we sucked at in this game was red zone uh, efficiency on offense and the turnover battle. We the first time we've turned over the ball three times in a game this year. You know, I don't see that happening again. It, it was a fluke. Uh, They'll they'll tighten that up. Um, But on the other hand, we had 22 first downs. We controlled the ball the whole entire game. Uh, We almost had 400 total yards Um, for the fourth game in a row. uh, We've rushed over 100 yards. Um, There's a lot of good to look at. We're just not the same team that we're used to, where we're seeing Aaron Rodgers get his flow and Mm -hmm. hit his wide receivers on a dime that's fine Let, let's just focus on running the ball playing good defense and pick and choose what plays rogers can hit
2: uh this late in the season hey, amen don't you feel like we still didn't give the ball to aaron jones enough
1: no we passed 40 times i didn't understand that at all
2: yeah and i think that's i know we've had this
0: conversation before where we're like we can't be shitting on rogers we're so lucky to have him as our quarterback i am a. a it's official he's having a good season there's no way this is a pro bowl caliber season I don't think he's the Aaron Rodgers of the past you just can't consistently on every single week feel as though you're not doing your job on as a quarterback I mean they were doing the little things right I I it was the first time in a long time I thought we were okay doing nine yard throws where it's hey let's if they're giving it to us let's take it let's take it let's take it the amount of those quick outs, though, I was getting nauseated by it. I don't know how many times we wanted to throw to Devontae Adams on the line of scrimmage. And then anytime we had a chance to go downfield, we had receivers open. That secondary was not covering us how they probably should. And I know that you could say, you know, people like uh, you know, uh Harris again is a stud and everything like that, but like it just felt like Aaron Rodgers, if he would have had a B-plus game, even an A-minus game, I think probably could have gone for 300-some yards, had two touchdowns, definitely wouldn't have had that interception. It's just so frustrating to know that everybody kind of was doing their job. The O-line looked absolutely amazing. The blocking on the outside was incredible. Mm -hmm. And then we have Aaron Rodgers, just poor passing game, poor passing game.
1: That's a great point, Foose. You know, it— Not only did Rodgers not look good, but he looked good against a not great secondary. Yes, the safeties were covering up for a lot of mistakes the corners were making, but wide receivers were open, just like you said. Um, So that's the biggest glaring thing from this game is what is going on with our passing game? Because they should have easily uh, sliced and diced this defense.
2: And one of the things you mentioned, let's just break it down really fast, those quick outs, those quick hitters that Rodgers will throw, I think in his mind he just sees it as an extension of the running game. So when it's first and 10 and you got a a corner that's 10 yards off of Devontae Adams or Geronimo or Kumaro or Lazard now, he just throws the ball to them immediately, maybe not even telling the offensive line that it's going to be a quick pass because they're still run blocking. And he sees it as they'll pick up four or five yards, maybe they can make a guy miss. And in a normal game flow, I can understand take your four or five yards on first down. You'll do that every day of the week. But in this game, we were getting seven or eight yards a carry running the ball. Like, don't check out of it and take the lower percentage pass. Just give the ball to Aaron Jones. And I think it was the middle of the second quarter quarter. Excuse me. I was just saying Aaron Jones needs 40 carries. Like, we don't even need to throw the ball. We're picking up five to eight yards on every run. Just keep it going. And Rodgers gets a little tricky with his, you know, well, here I'm going to get flashy and, you know, throw a quick out because I see something in the defense. It's like your offensive line is dominating and and the tight ends and the wide receivers in the run blocking game. But it was a great team effort from a blocking perspective. Just keep it going and, and make a statement. You know, you could have won this game in a much cleaner fashion if you weren't trying to throw the ball so much. And, you know, when we did try to throw it downfield, like you guys said, a ton of passes behind his receivers. And that brings up, you know, Aaron Jones' drop. It sounds like Anthony Barr made a comment. It's going around the internet. So whether it's true or not, I'm just going to take it as truth because it makes for better rivalry. But Aaron Jones drops that ball in the first quarter that Rodgers actually put above his head and behind him. So I challenge all the listeners on Christmas Eve here to go and try to catch a ball in your backyard above your head and behind you, and you only get one attempt. And let's see what the percentage is of making that catch. (laughs) With pads
0: and a help,
2: waiting to get slammed by a linebacker coming at you. I I know Aaron Jones is paid to catch it, and he would say the same thing, but Rodgers needs to put that ball in a better spot. So it sounds like Anthony Barr yelled at Aaron Jones, the lights are too bright for you, get off the field. Aaron Jones then goes for 154 rushing yards and two touchdowns. So – This rivalry in in perspective, guys, the the Vikings talking trash on the field. They got their three turnovers early and the defense was feeling good and they were doing celebrations as they have the right to. Um, Credit to them for poking the ball out and jumping the route to get the pick on Rodgers. But then the stadium also played the replay of Aaron Rodgers getting his collarbone broken by Anthony Barr from a couple years ago. Mm. Do you guys uh, do you want to retract any statements about this rivalry having a little more hatred?
1: Yeah. After you guys (laughs) sent me the message of them replaying the video, I'm like, all right, let's let this is on a whole nother level. Now, the Bears would never do something like that. Uh, That's just a little trashy, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and I heard yeah, I think- there was also quite a few fights in the uh, the stands, which according – and this was a, a friend on Facebook who was at the game who then got loaded and bombarded with people saying <laughs> the amount of games I've gone to between Packers and Vikings in Lambeau, there's never been anything like that. Vikings fans saying the people at Lambeau are amazing. So I do think there is this cockiness to them that has always been there, and as soon as they turn that switch and actually have a good team – it just gets ramped up a little bit too much. Uh, so I think I do agree with you a little bit more that if they would have had maybe a Super Bowl at some point, you go, all right, whatever. But, oh, my God, I'm over <laughs> Minnesota now. I'm
1: You over. know, we, we forgot to bring up one very important group of uh, men here, the offensive line. Holy hell, did they control the Vikings in the trenches all night long? Uh, I, Aaron Jones hit those holes faster. He seemed to have like another uh, – another speed um, in this game. I've never seen him hit holes so quickly, Um, but those guys up front, I don't think they're getting enough credit uh, nationwide this year. They they were just great pass blockers at the beginning of the year, and now they've turned into an all-around great offensive line.
0: And shout out to Big Bobby as well. He had a few cut blocks that were absolutely gorgeous flying in. And the only mistakes that he had was when we we should have had the ball out of Roger's hands a little too fast and then forced him to be one on one with a defender. But, yeah, I, I thought blocking and everything was absolutely amazing. And the thing that we're not even touching on is a, a little bit with the bar and Jones situations, but Jones has been said that he was very upset that he didn't make the pro ball. So now he has even a bigger chance. Zedarius, like you know, Zedarius has a chip on his shoulder after not being, the Oh ball. my man, three so, and a half sacks. So let's switch over to that defense because Blake Martinez led the team in eight tackles. Zedarius Smith had five and a half tackles for a loss. This, this game, wow. it was just, unrelenting there wasn't a single there was Lancaster was chasing down Cousins as one point Kenny Clark continues the streak of good play Preston was there Fackerel made some big plays Jair I don't know if he could have covered Diggs any better on that touchdown it just is what it is but this right. team is absolutely clicking on defense and now you look at it five of the last six weeks they've held teams to 16 points or under which is just ridiculous.
1: Yeah. And I think it all comes down to that defensive line. Darius Smith, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith, and even Dean Lowry. The past two games, Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry have just come alive. They're owning the middle of that defensive line. And that's, that's allowing the quarterback to be under pressure more, uh, from the edge and up the middle and have to get rid of the ball quicker. So our corners don't have to be chasing these wide receivers around all the field.
2: It was up the middle boys. I want to go back. I think five team sacks overall for the Packers. And I would bet that three of them were against Garrett Bradbury again. The the Packers remembered week two. They saw the same stuff we saw and talked about in the preview podcast. Uh, Bradbury got beaten and manhandled by Kenny Clark and Zedaria Smith multiple times. So I'm glad they saw that. They took advantage of it. Uh, the same way I think the Packers offense was going for Mackenzie Alexander. When the Vikings nickel corner has 11 tackles and nine were solo, How that you- tells me... That tells me the Packers saw something and they tried to isolate him. I'll put that into perspective. Mackenzie Alexander had 34 total tackles on the year coming into week 16, and then he has 11. So he picked up a third of his tackles in one game. <laughs> so we isolated mass- matchups, and um, you know, to flip back to the defensive side, the pass rush was amazing. That's where it all started. But the pass coverage, what I really enjoyed seeing was the mentality of this defense. They were mad when they gave up a first down. And you don't see that often in the NFL because it's so easy to give up yards. And the Green Bay defense is very good at giving up yards and then tightening up in the red zone. Uh, There were a couple first downs that they gave up that you could see the corners and the safeties making the tackle and just being frustrated because they're like, we know we're holding these guys to nothing. And even a first down is bothering us right now. Take that mentality into the playoffs because you should be able to do something similar against Detroit. And now you're coming in with a swagger from the defense that's going to be crucial limit your turnovers and have a defense like this and you can win any game.
0: That's an amazing thing. 139 total yards. 139 for an offense and I know they're without Cooks, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But there was not <laughs> even a moment in which this offense scared me. And that's with them, I think their average field position for the first half was like the Packers 37. So it's like like un real the pressure that that defense had on them and they just stood up and you know that's the other thing too is there's a lot of defenses around the league that are put in position a bad position after bad position and you just see them starting to like slunk over they're not they're like oh my god they were motivated there was no second guessing the offense it was you know what it doesn't matter where you put us on the field we're going for it and i think that's exciting when you have a defense that does not care about what the offense is doing. They're just taking care of their own job. It's awesome to see.
2: Yeah, I don't care that they're missing Delvin Cook. Stephon Diggs and Kirk Cousins, or Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen. Thielen has no catches on four targets. Diggs has that three for 57. And like you said, his touchdown, Jair just got his hand up a quarter second too late. It was good coverage. But a, a better pass, and and that's always going to win. But to hold this offense with those weapons—that's two Pro Bowl wide receivers—you hold to a total of 57 yards.
1: That's amazing defense. And their tight ends did nothing once again. Yeah. Guys, transforming here. I forgot about that. Uh, and I I wanted to bring up B.J. Goodson because he was inactive last week. I did not quite understand that. Um, he—I mean, he doesn't play a lot, but when he's in there, he makes an impact. He he's he's solid in the run defense stuffing the rush i'm so glad that they put him back in there and and are giving martinez a little bit of rest with him
2: what i did not realize i saw the story that raven green was starting to get into the practice mix again i did not realize and maybe some of the listeners didn't either uh, we still have a designation to return a guy from injured reserve and that might be raven green so we sort of thought that that role was shored up with ibrahim campbell but if you can get Raven Green back, add more depth to your secondary for the playoffs, uh, you know, I'll take that. And you get Goodson playing decently. We haven't seen much of Orrin Burks, but fill that role with Campbell and uh, Green. That's, you know, any addition to a defense that's already performing well should be in your favor, right?
1: Oh, yeah, that that's actually exciting. I didn't know that. Um I did, I did want to go on a little bit of a rant here because the first, the first thing I pulled up this morning, I don't know why I did, but it was ESPN, and the headline was, can the high-seeded win ugly Packers really contend for the Super Bowl? And I, I just want to bring up to, for all the listeners, you know, the other teams that are going for the number one spot, the Saints, yes, they're great. I'm not even going to bring them up. Everybody knows that. But the Seahawks, over the last four games, they've gone two and two, giving up 109 points during that span. And averaging, that's an average of 27.25 per game. Um, and that was against the Vikings, Rams, Panthers, and Cardinals. So mediocre talent. The beloved 49ers, which everybody thinks is going to win it all over the last four games, they have played some pretty decent talent with the Ravens, Saints, Falcons, and Rams, but have given up 126 points, averaging 31.5 points per game. Oh, okay. And then, and they've also gone 2-2, two, two and two, that great 49ers defense. Now, the Packers, over the last four games, now granted, it was against Mediocre Town, not great, but we're 4-0 and only have allowed 51 points in those four games, an average of 12.75 per game, and we're averaging 134 yards rushing per game. I don't get what the criticism is of this Packers team. They run the ball. They play good defense. Why is that not a good thing anymore?
2: Because Rodgers isn't sharp. That's yeah. that's the criticism. Aaron Jones has a great day. Devontae sets a career high in or ties a career high in receptions. The defense is lights out, but when your all star quarterback is throwing the ball behind his receivers fifty percent of the time, it just feels uglier. And and I get your point, Josh. I I think all these other teams are starting to show some flaws. But I was watching the 49ers defense get scored on and I'm thinking we didn't play them that long ago and we had no chance of scoring on them. So what's the difference? It's not like the 49ers have lost some key players. Um, so we still have stuff to figure out. It, it all starts and ends with number 12, quite frankly. Um, but you know what? I think we're in a good spot if we're doubting number 12. I know he's not the same Rodgers as five years ago, uh, but if we're doubting him, I'd, I'd put it on him to prove us wrong, too.
0: Yeah, and I think that's. I don't know if it's exciting or the thing that kind of gives me the most hope is we've seen what this defense can do. And we have yet to have a game, maybe that Oakland game. I, there just hasn't been a game where you felt like, oh, my God, this offense is absolutely clicking. Like there's This is unstoppable from all sides of the ball. So hypothetically, we get the win in Detroit that we need to you got to win three games and if the defense is as fired up as they are right now we're finally getting that pass rush our secondary is being stable our running game is there our o-line's doing their thing if it's the passing game that needs to improve i guess that's where my hope is is like all right doubt us there's no reason this Packers should have been that big of an underdog in minnesota with who minnesota had as injured this like continue to to downgrade this Packer team as a winnable team because we all know it from all the years past, defense does win championships. And in this case, we just need a defense to be okay. We need a defense to keep a team somewhere around 20 points. And at one of these times, I pray to God, knock on wood Rodgers in this whole offense finally goes, all right, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. I think it's, I think we have a huge opportunity. And right now the line currently is Packers nine and a half for next weekend's game against Detroit. Detroit absolutely falling apart, losing 11 of their last 12 games. But with the win, guaranteed the number two seed in a bye. If Seattle does what Seattle needs to do, we could be the number one seed and everything runs through Lambeau. It's just absolutely mind-blowing that this team that nobody believes in, who everybody says sucks, could be
2: the number one seed in the NFC. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be a treat?
1: Hell yeah.
2: I would love to see... You know Nothing against San Francisco or New Orleans. They're great teams, but to, to see them come to Lambeau for an NFC Championship game in the freezing cold, Drew Brees is not the same player in zero-degree outdoor weather. Uh, how San Francisco plays in that weather, who knows, right? So give us that opportunity. Let's go Seahawks. Unfortunately, we have to root for them, but let's go Seahawks and let's take care of business next week.
0: Yeah, and I think out of any of the years, this might be the most deadly road NFC, i can think about like there's no way you'd want to go to san francisco or seattle or new Orleans or new orleans even minnesota is not a place i want to go to for a third game it's just this is this is definitely a home field advantage it is a ginormous advantage with who is going to be part of this nfc playoffs but with that have a happy holidays everybody
2: go Pat go